It starts with this A person that you miss Mine draws a blank I wanna go back, back to the early days When life was an escape Now I just wait for better days I lost myself in your reality I lost myself Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Biblical Worldview, a podcast meant to inform your worldview through the lens that is the Bible. And we'd just like to welcome you this evening. Uh, We're here to take any questions that you may have. Um, We are looking at current events this evening and, again, applying the lens of the Bible to those current events. Or maybe you just have questions, um, some of them possibly long-held questions about the Bible and how it may be applied to your life. And so we are welcoming all of those questions and we will get started just in a moment and we'll read a little bit of scripture from the book of Matthew that has something to do with uh, a few of our topics of discussion this evening. Will, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great. How about you? I feel fantastic. We've been, uh, I'm, I've been at the church here all day with uh, a whole team of volunteers. And they've been in an excellent spirit, and we've been preparing for this year's vacation Bible school um, called Jerusalem's Gates. And this year's focus is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's been a good day today. I did the same thing yesterday. Uh, looking forward to this evening. All right. This is from the book of Matthew, chapter 24, starting in verse 36, probably a a scripture that uh, most of our listeners, both listening now and folks that will listen at a later time, uh, most people have heard this scripture, maybe have even committed it to memory. Again, this is Matthew, chapter 24, starting in verse 36, and it actually picks up with uh, right uh, from the place that we left off uh, when we read Scripture in our last episode. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, they were marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming, but know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. Amen. Paul echoes um, those statements in the fifth chapter of his letter to the church at Thessalonica, his letter to um, Book of Thessalonians, uh, Paul gives us uh, gives us imagery that 
recalls these words of Jesus talking about um, someone coming into the house and being prepared and knowing the time and the season. Uh, but the the thing that will kind of be our focus this evening is uh, what we find in verse 37. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. I wonder if any any of our folks that are watching with us right now, if they have any thoughts or, or questions on that. In other words, the Bible is telling us the way that it was, Will, in the days of Noah. That's what the world will find in the days leading up to Jesus and his return. And I think that we're starting to see um, a lot of that. I don't, I don't think that means just one thing. I think that um, that means, uh, it probably means a few different things. It could be applied in a, in a few different areas. <clears throat> I tell you, I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you where it ties into to our discussion this evening is, um, well, one of the things that I've been thinking about recently UAPs and UFOs have been um, have been in the news almost daily. Um, if you've been paying attention, have you have you seen any of this? Uh, not recently. You've not seen. Right now, they're they're getting ready to have hearings up on Capitol Hill. Let me look and see. Um, At least not in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> right. Let me let me look and see. See when those hearings are supposed to take place. Yeah, the last the last that we had talked about it, it, it was uh, it was the UAP and well the crash landing quote yeah. unquote. And, uh, this is uh, this Vegas. is yeah, yeah 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 and it's gotten a lot of attention since then. You had that happen. You had David Grush uh, that came out. He was a whistleblower, um, holds the highest level of security uh, clearance that can be held in the United States, and he came out and David Grush uh, his. His claims were pretty explosive. His claims were that not only did the U.S. government um, possess, uh, hold um, craft that has been made off of this world, in other words, extraterrestrial craft, his claim is that also that we have um, possession of these entities. In other words, we we have uh, taken possession of craft, and within those craft there were um, extraterrestrial beings, and we have not only the craft, but we have those beings. And so the same week that that incident happened in Las Vegas that gained local coverage there, a little bit of national media coverage, that same week that whistleblower came forth. Uh, the week after that, um, there, was, uh, there was a man named uh, David Greer, um, Stephen Greer. His name is Stephen Greer. Stephen Greer um, has been kind of at the forefront of, of UFO slash UAP uh, discussion conferences for the last 20 years. And um, from my observation over the last 20 years, this man's not been taken um, seriously by a lot of serious people. And that's, that is reversed um, since these events that we've been speaking of. So he came um, forward and did what was called the Disclosure Project. That took about two weeks. He also released a documentary. During that same week, NASA um, convened, and you can still find that online, they convened um, a panel and held a panel discussion. Um, and that have, was covered nationally as well. And this is just from three hours ago being um, today, 725 of 23, released at 627 p.m. Eastern Time. This is from uh, The Hill, which is a um, respected publication. You know, whatever your thoughts about it being right or left or, or whatever else, 
Um, in other words, it's not, this isn't TMZ or, you know, or uh, the Enquirer. And the, the uh, title of the article here, Are We Alone? House Hearing Seeks Extraterrestrial Explanations. It says, as the House prepares to hear from a UFO whistleblower who claims the U.S. is concealing evidence of non-human craft, the question looms over members of Congress, are we alone? Many members insist that they have not seriously considered the question or are keeping their concern focused on national security risks from not knowing the cause of UFO sightings. But some members say that they have seen enough to think that the unidentified anomalous phenomenons a more recent term for sightings of strange objects or effects in the sky. They believe these are of non-human extraterrestrial origin. It's either something extraterrestrial or something extraterrestrial that they have reverse engineered. Representative Tim Burchett from Tennessee, a leader of Wednesday's UFA, UAP hearing, said when asked about the possibility of the sightings being secret Chinese or Russian technology. In other words, Will, what Representative Burchette out of Tennessee, uh, his statements, he's saying that everything that we're seeing, the evidence that he's being shown, uh, he has concluded that these are either A, extraterrestrial, meaning that they were made um, not on this planet. And if, if we're seeing something in the sky and it's not that, it's because we have reverse engineered from the objects that we possess. And so now we have two different kinds of crafts flying around. Sometimes you may see an extraterrestrial craft that's, that's from these entities, or you may be seeing one of our crafts that we have reverse engineered, and so now we have made our own versions of these UAPs. In other words, he's saying that they're not Russian, they're not Chinese. Um, it's either ET or it's something that we made uh, to try to copy their technology. Representative Byron Donalds of Florida also said he thinks the UAPs were non-human extraterrestrial origins. So now we have two senators and they are in agreement, declaring publicly that there are people within um, the United States that have possession of these craft and even of these entities. And so this discussion is, is not going away. Um, they, are, they are literally holding hearings um, right now and so our question and what we want to examine being that this, uh, you know, we're centering everything on a biblical worldview is um, what, what does the Bible say about this? How, how can the Bible inform us in regards to this? Let me go back over to, I want to see before I just start talking, I want to see if anybody has any thoughts. I don't have any questions or anything thus far. Greg and, uh, this is Greg and Jenny, um, probably talking to Greg. Greg, is that you? Could be Jenny, could be Greg. I bet it's Greg. Uh, Greg says that he thinks it's a, a PSYOP. Uh, somebody might say, well, what, is, what does that mean? Um, if, you were to, if, if you were to believe that this is a PSYOP, um, essentially what that means is this, is that um, this is not, um, Maybe this isn't real at all. Maybe this is something just to distract people from from uh, from more important events or events that uh, that certain people or peoples do not want us to be aware of. Uh, you and I, and so uh, and uh, perhaps they um, 
whoever they would be uh, would like to um, cause uh, fear, um, doubt, um, so that the population would be more malleable in their mind. Um, so that's that's what Greg says. Um, and Greg says, yeah, it's me. Um, Von Braun said it would be the last card played. Um, Voner Von Braun was, um, if you don't know who, who Voner Von Braun um, was, he was a Nazi scientist. Um, he um, very, um, very powerful within in the Nazi regime at the conclusion of World War II um, as the Nuremberg trials were kicking up uh, the United States government uh, in uh, operation that was called Operation Paperclip if memory serves me correctly um, I'll have to go and check that or, or uh, Greg can, can check that if he, um, if he would like uh, regardless if that is the proper um, name for the operation, and we can we can find that out. I be, Greg, will you? Yeah, Greg says that's it. I thought so. Uh, in Operation Paperclip, the United States government brought about 200 of the brightest minds uh, operating in Nazi Germany. We brought those folks over here. We put them on different projects, and uh, one of those projects was NASA. And von Braun was the very first head of NASA. And again, he was, um, he was a Nazi. We brought him here and then we formed NASA and we put him in charge of it. And uh, toward the end of his life, he became vocal, uh, especially to his most trusted assistant, um, a woman, I, for, I, I do not recall her name at the moment. He became quite vocal in saying that there would be uh, a few different things that would play out um, in what he called uh, the the end, and uh, those things uh, have many of those things have happened. Uh, but to the point of our discussion here, uh, von Braun was uh, adamant in that the last card, as he called it, that would be played would be the alien deception. And so, um, you know, if you ever if you've ever heard about the incident that happened with the War of the Worlds uh, back in the 1930s um, on a radio program. They played a, or, um, a work by H.G. Wells about Earth being invaded by aliens. Um, and the folks that um, you know, have examined this, or some folks that have examined this, uh, believe that this was a kind of test to see how people would react. Whether it was or it wasn't, uh, we did indeed find out how people would react to such a situation. And uh, what Werner von Braun put forward is that, that this would happen again. It wouldn't just be a radio show that would be revealed um, later on, but it would be something much more immersive. And he said that through this, through this deception, through this faked um, alien invasion, that um, governments of the world would use this to to gain a kind of control that uh, dictators had only previously dreamed of. Um, Greg, does that sound about right to you? That's that's from memory. Uh, the almighty Wiki, Wikipedia says it was 1600. Uh, 1600? 1600, not 200, 1600. Well, that's, well, that's, that's even, that's even better, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, better like better worse 
Yeah, so that's a lot of Nazis that we brought over. The idea was this. The idea was that those though their minds were too brilliant um, to just um, waste. So we uh, during the Nuremberg trials, uh, the guilty parties were, of course, facing execution. And there were, there were folks within our government that said that, that these minds were too brilliant to go to waste. We brought them over here. And uh, NASA... NASA was born. It's interesting. Um, his, you know, even his his tombstone um, is interesting. His his entire story is interesting, all the way up to the very end. So, how does that relate to this scripture? Well, in the Word of God, it says that it would be as it was in the days of Noah. An interesting thing to me is what's found in Genesis. In the book of Genesis, it says that that at some point. Um, there were a group of a group of angels, fallen angels, um, what what one might call a demonic, and this group came into agreement with one another. They cohabitated with women. Uh, they decided that the daughters of men were beautiful, um, good to look at, so they took on uh, a male form, cohabitated with these women. In the book of Genesis, it says that um, from that union. Um, a new race of being was born. And these were men of old, men of renown. Um, it's believed that um, that these uh, these beings um, and their activities uh, from this uh, was born much of our Greek mythology. If you have done any reading about this, it's uh, it is believed by folks that, um, that study these things that. These fallen angels and uh, the beings that result from these unions that they taught humans um, how to do things. In other words, gave them technological advances. And I find it interesting that these entities, um, supposed entities that have come here, that they have brought to us um, technological advancements. Um, if you listen to some of these folks, and you know, and and it's some, it's some. It's some of the craziest, when I say crazy, I mean, it's just, it's stuff that um, sounds like it's out of a science fiction novel. But some of these testimonies that you're hearing, and again, you know, we could dismiss this, this stuff, you know, even, you know, two or three years ago, but when the, when, when they're meeting up on Capitol Hill and they're, they are meeting with these, these individuals as witnesses, um, it has bearing on all of us because now our government is talking about it. So it's interesting to me that these individuals, they've claimed that they're, that they're helping us uh, with technological advances, that we are re reverse engineering their technology. And so it, to me, I start thinking about, about this scripture that says it'll be as it was in the days of Noah. Certainly we understand when we look around the world, you know, it says in the Bible that in the days of Noah, their, their minds focused, they were continually having wicked thoughts, you know, that they were just even thinking of new ways to do new wicked things. I look around that the, the world I'm observing right now. I think yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. When you pay attention to to these things that are going on, and I don't believe that there are. I, I do not believe that there are aliens. I don't believe that there are 
um, entities that are coming from other planets. I believe that if we're observing these events, as crazy as these events may seem, if we're observing these events through the lens that is the Bible, I believe that what other people are calling aliens, what other people are calling entities, I believe that they are demons, that they are fallen angels. And even if you look at the definition of what an extraterrestrial is, an alien, this is an uh, intelligent, non-human being from a place other than Earth. And that's exactly what an angel is. An angel is another race of being created by God, not from this planet. And so it perfectly fits that definition in any case. Um, if you look at what these, um, what these so-called aliens do and what they have done over, um, over the, the years that we've all heard stories about them, it's the very same kind of stuff that you read about um, in, in the pages of this, this uh, you know, demonic oppression. That's what it sounds like to me. Some thoughts, questions, anybody? Just got some some bingos and some yips there. No questions yet. And uh, if you guys have any questions at all, I, I know I've talked to some people over the past week, and like I've got some questions I thought it might be silly. There's no silly questions. And if it is a silly question, Will will tell you. He'll tell you it's a dumb question. Don't ask it again. And, yeah, I'll uh, laugh at you right here on the podcast yeah. for everybody. No, that's not going to happen. No, no, there's, I'm just there's, no, there's no dumb <laughs> questions. Uh, so really feel free to ask your questions. The more questions we get, uh, the more you guys will actually guide the conversation. I've, I have some some topics here. I've, in fact, I've got plenty of topics. There's no shortage of topics when it comes to this subject matter. But uh, what what would really um, what I think would really be the most interesting is is if, uh, to answer you guys' questions and see where where the conversation takes us. As we're waiting, let's take a look at, at some of those things now. Um, in the way of different subjects that we have here. Just a couple of headlines here. Europe battles heat and fires, sweltering temperatures, scorching China and the U.S. Says we've got record-breaking heat all over China, all the way up to 120 degrees in some places. Can you even go outside when it's 120 degrees? Like, how long can you stay outside when it's 120? when it's 120 degrees outside. This can't be right. This says in China, which was hosting U.S. climate envoy. This is from Reuters. It says temperatures soar in China and Italy. In China, which was hosting U.S. climate envoy John Kerry for talks, tourists defied the heat to visit a giant thermometer showing surface temperatures of 176 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't think that's possible. Those people are all dead now. You can't. That's not, that's not right, is it? Um... Uh, I've been, I've been wanting to get into barbecuing and like smoking meats and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that's I'm that's th like I don't think you can go outside. That's around the temperature you smoke like a brisket at for yeah. like eight hours <laughs> or twelve hours. I think that's wrong there. See, um, worldview with a mirror and Sparty. escalation will continue until one side or the other goes all in. This is referring uh, to, to Israel. It says, tensions continue to rise as Hezbollah's secretary general uses both words and actions to try and get a rise out of Israel. Not only has Israel had to deal with Nasrallah's fiery rhetoric, but intentional incidents have also been taking place along the Lebanon-Israeli border. An attempt by Hezbollah to damage the security fence last Friday resulted in the wounding of several members of the terrorist organization when an Israeli security employee used non-lethal means to repel them. 
In the same week, a health scare for Benjamin Netanyahu, who of course is pushing forward with his court reform in Israel. Uh, that's a, a term that to many of us seems kind of innocuous, but it is causing a great deal of strife in Israel right now. You will not find this, of course, reported in the media within our country, but um, it is a um, an incident um, of uh, what I would say, um, and I feel confident it's not an exaggeration. This is of biblical proportions. Uh, when this says reform, you know, uh, that's exactly what uh, Netanyahu wants to do. He wants to reform the courts. You know, a lot of people think of reform as just being like, oh, we're going to make some improvements. But in this case, he wants to actually reform the courts in Israel. And in Israel, the courts have a great deal of power. And uh, it is believed by many that the goal there is to reform the courts to support a Talmudic government. A Talmudic government will be responsible for enforcing the 613 laws that are found in Torah. And according to rabbis within Israel, they say that their third temple is about to be rebuilt. Um, this will be the catalyst for Messiah showing up who will bring peace to the world. And from that point on, a Noahide law will be used to keep the world in balance. Noahide law, this is seven laws that these Talmudic rabbis believe Noah brought out of the note out of his uh, the ark that he of course was commanded to build by God and these laws again seven of them they believe will be eventually used to govern over the whole world that's a, a big a big topic um, a lot of a lot of points that could be discussed there uh, for the moment um, just understand that this is causing um, all, on the verge of, of civil war in in Israel. Uh, and so this happening now, um, in addition to that, uh, we've got conflict that's uh, still unfolding right now in China. Here is an article from July the 18th of 2023 from the week. Could China be preparing to invade Taiwan? says a record number of Chinese warships have been spotted in the waters around Taiwan as tensions continue to escalate between the breakaway nation and mainland China. Taiwan's defense ministry reported 16 Chinese warships near the island over a 72-hour period last week. And during the same period, it also recorded 72 People's Liberation Army aircraft either crossing the Taiwan Strait median line, this is an unofficial division that separates the two sides, or entering the southern parts of the island's air defense zone. Uh, what this means is that China is breaking now the status quo um, and showing that they are uh, intentional in their provocations toward uh, the Taiwanese. Um, of course, this um, is very relevant to us here in the United States of America. We have a long-standing agreement with the Taiwanese people that if China were to ever come against their nation, that we would back them up militarily. And when I say back them up militarily, I'm not talking about the kind of backup that we are offering to the Ukraine at this point, which is uh, dollars, tanks, jets, uh, but no boots on the ground. We're talking boots on the ground in Taiwan. This has been the longstanding commitment of the United States um, for all of my life. Will it be all of your life and, and most of um, all of you who, who are listening? And so 
this is not a small thing. Um, this is the kind of thing that when you hear uh, the talking heads um, speaking about it, I, that's ironic, I guess um, I count as one of those tonight. Um, when you hear folks talking about that, this is often called the kind, uh, an event that would bring about World War III. Um, and of course, this is relevant because in Matthew chapter 24, if you back up just a little bit from where we were reading earlier, uh, Jesus, um, when he's asked, hey, what will we look for just before uh, you return? Uh, Jesus plainly says, he says, hey, listen, don't be troubled by these things, but nation will rise against nation, kingdom will rise against kingdom. And so Jesus is saying, look, you're going to look for civil unrest. That's what nation against nation, you're talking about uh, civil unrest, people you know, within the nation fighting, kingdom against kingdom. This is talking about nation state against nation state. Um, and what we're looking at here, we're looking at one example after another where, where you know, commentators, uh, hey, if this happens, we're looking at World War III. Um, you know, so that's the situation there with Taiwan. If you take and you go over to the next, uh, you know, in, in it, that, or I'm sorry, the previous article talking about Israel, uh, there are many different situations that, that could spark World War III with Israel. Israel, of course, has said that if America doesn't step up to the plate regarding Iran, that they will unilaterally stop the Iranian nuclear program, do whatever they have to do. Um, again, you, if, if you have a strike on Iran and then Iran was to strike Israel and then Russia comes to the defense of Iran, again, we have a situation where World War III kicks off. That particular example is very, very interesting because many people say that this would, that, that example, the one just given, would fulfill the prophecy given in Ezekiel chapter 38. All right, so we've talked about Israel. We have talked about China. We've talked about Taiwan. And of course, uh, what most people are aware of right now, the conflict between uh, Russia and the Ukraine. Uh, most Americans have, have been told that we must have one view on that. But if you understand the history of the matter, and as someone who very much uh, loves history, thinks that history is important, if you don't think history is important, um, you're lying to yourself. Uh, people say, well, it's already done. It's in the past. Uh, you should understand that those that don't understand history are doomed to repeat it. Um, history absolutely informs our future. Where we've been very much tells us where we're going. You see the same patterns unfolding over and over again. Anybody that examines the Bible, for that matter, will find out that it is a kind of wheel within a wheel. Uh, the same stories repeating over and over again. All of those stories pointing, of course, to Jesus Christ. Again, the history on Russia. Um, early in, in my lifetime, during the presidency of George H.W. Bush, um, the uh, people um, very much, uh, or very many of them, the same people uh, that were in positions of power in the USSR um, are now in positions of power in Russia and satellite states. Those individuals, of course, were told back during the early and mid-80s that if the reunification of Germany was allowed, um, that and, and a couple of other things, that NATO would not move one inch further toward Russia than it has. And of course, now it has moved um, much more than a thousand miles toward Russia. I say that number to uh, ensure that I'm being conservative and not in, in How many inches is that? That's a lot of inches, Will. That's a great number of inches. So we blew that agreement out of the water. 
And uh, what people don't realize is when we did that, Will, we we moved NATO. NATO is is basically um, it's it is viewed by all of the world as an, as an extension of United States military might. We pay the the vast majority of NATO's budget. Uh, Donald Trump. Uh, brought that to the forefront of many Americans' minds. Uh, most people were not aware of that. I'm not, you know, it doesn't matter if you like Donald Trump. If you don't like Donald Trump, the fact of the matter is many people were not aware that America pays the vast, vast majority of uh, the NATO budget. Um, he brought that to the forefront of people's mind. That's still the case now. And uh, NATO moves closer and closer to Russia. And every time we do, of course, we're, we have we have missiles, we have jets, we have tanks. Some of these places, we actually have nuclear warheads that are uh, positioned there, uh, pointed right toward Russia. And folks have a hard time understanding why it is that Russia would feel it necessary to, to make sure that NATO does not accept Ukraine, who literally touches borders with Russia. Um, Russia, of course, um, said that they would draw the line in this place. And the way that we might think of it in America is what would America do if Russia would have made a deal with Mexico and put military bases on on our border um, and nuclear weapons? I can tell you what we did, what we would do, because we've done it before. And that's where history is very important. Um, the Cuban Missile Crisis um, was was probably one of the scariest times for Americans in our history. And all of that came about because we were making absolutely sure that the Soviet Union would not have missiles in Cuba. And um, we're seeing the reverse of that situation right now. Um, and every time you hear commentators speaking about what's going on in Russia, yeah, here's, here's Russia. And there is the Ukraine right here. All yeah. of these blue states, there are those, that's NATO, no, yes? That's the that's, blue the, states. that's the 1990. Okay, th yes, that's your original NATO members. Yeah. There, and we were told that they were told that we would not move at all. That we would not. And now, can you show me? Can you show me where we are now? Now, all of yes, all of these states. So you've only got two states remaining. Now you imagine if you were Russia, and and you look out your front door, and everything here is controlled by your adversary. And the whole time they're telling you, no, don't, don't worry. Don't worry about what, about what we're doing. Listen, I'm not saying Putin is, is, is a good guy. I don't know Vladimir Putin. Uh, I'm not saying that, that he's right. Um, but there's a saying that I really like. Just, be, just, because, um, just because you're wrong, it doesn't make me right. And I think that's a situation here. Just just because he's wrong, it does not make us right. And the fact of the matter is, is um, if we do not start looking at things a little bit different, and I'm not talking about our politicians, I'm talking about us in America, and we stop allowing ourselves to be manipulated and spoon-fed what it is we're supposed to, we have to get analytical. We have, we, we have to use the common sense that God has given us to form our own opinions. And I know you agree with that. Again, that's a that is a uh, that's a touchy that's a touchy subject uh, right now in Washington. Um, if you say a lot of the things I said just now, I mean, you're I, I'm pretty sure they're they're equating you to a Nazi. <laughs> Probably at, at this point. And I, I mean, um, 
I say that, of course, you know. I say probably. I mean, it's it, definitely. I mean, look at look at what the Democratic media is doing to to Robert Kennedy Jr. right now. I mean, they're they're ready to string that man up. Yeah, and 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 here's the thing, Robert Kennedy Jr. As I watch him, he's saying all the right things. Robert Kennedy, Robert Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Um, RFK Jr. Of course, his father, um, RFK Sr., his uncle, John F. Kennedy Jr., uh, his father and his uncle were both assassinated. Um, little side note, it's very odd. Biden just reclassified all of the JFK documents 60 years after his assassination. Not a single person that, that even touches that is alive now today. It's because they're not protecting people. They're protecting institutions. The institutions are corrupt. It's not people that were corrupt. You're talking about the CIA, the FBI, and if you uncover those institutions as being corrupt then, people put two and two together and understand that the institutions are corrupt now. Uh, so Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has a, a big name to run on, and it just so happens that if you listen to him, he is saying all the right stuff. He's saying all the right stuff. I mean, I've watched him battle media personalities trying to trying to shut this guy down um, trying to attack him he answers so skillfully um, when he speaks he speaks about peace when he when he talks about big companies like pharmaceutical companies um, he is he's he brings facts uh, he's very effective he's getting people to listen that previously would not listen and uh, and now here's what's interesting to me when you anytime in you the, you see something, you know you feel like you've seen it seen it all. I feel like I've seen everything, but every once in a while you still see something that's like that's new. And the way Republicans are embracing this guy, I watched him at a censorship hearing up on the hill. I watched Jim Jordan, a grown man, a senator. I watched Jim Jordan sit there like this. You can go back and look at that. He was he's sitting there listening to him like this, like. Took my wife to a Need to Breathe concert a couple of years ago. You know Jesse. Mm-hmm. And uh, do I know your wife? Yes, yeah. I know your wife. <laughs> Took her to this Need to Breathe concert. I remember at one point, um, the lead singer Bear Reinhardt. We both we both love that band. Uh, he comes he comes through the audience, and he was standing twenty feet away from us, singing a song that we really like. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. I look over at Jesse. And that's what Jesse's doing. She's standing there looking at this guy like that. And I'm and I was like, hey, don't look at that guy. You know what I mean? Like, hey, what's going on? That's how he was looking at him. And and I thought to myself, that if I could capture that, what a, that would be that that's a meme. Because uh popular radio personalities, um, giving this guy glowing reviews all the way around. Um, and this guy's pro choice. And I, I was thinking to myself the other day, you know, Republicans will never go for that. But it just so happens that because of the decisions the Supreme Court made, I, I could very easily see um, the way that this is spun. Hey, you know, that issue is settled. I'm not going to try to touch that. I don't, I, you know, I think it was a good decision. It's up to the states now. You know, yes, I'm pro-choice, but but only in these situations. And I think that this guy could make it very easy for for Republicans to say, you know what, it's not going to be an issue. 
we won that fight and we've got a ways he's not gonna he's not gonna appoint supreme court judge, whatever it is right already you see a lot of uh, commentators republican um independents that are already floating the idea of him and trump joining together and trump's got to be terrified of it has to be he he's a populist exactly like trump trump of course is the most popular populist since teddy roosevelt uh and He's saying everything that Trump's saying, but he says it better. Um, foreign policy, the guy's masterful, masterful at it. He's, he's studied it all of his life. He understands the foreign policy from the, from the uh, last three generations. Um, as a, I'm talking about like a scholar would. Uh, when it comes to the vaccines, which is a touchy, touchy, touchy subject, especially with Trump's base, because with Trump's base, they are desperately desperately trying to forget that he's the father of this thing desperately desperately they're trying to forget that he pushed that thing that he's still that he's still defending that thing and it's getting harder and harder to defend that but he but he still claims credit for it and here this guy comes and this guy is 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 telling telling everybody what we know to be the truth about about those shots and so i'm thinking if you're donald trump because he's brilliant. You can say whatever you want to about Not the man. Not just telling he's, the truth, he's a, but backing it up with facts and backing up with like uh, actual he, actual documented proof. They brought everything they could against him at that at that hearing, and he <clears throat> he destroyed them. He made everybody that came against him. He made them look ridiculous, and that's a that's a skill that that I'm not. He's better than Barack Obama and Bill Clinton combined as far as political skill and savvy. I've been watching, I've been observing politics uh, all of my life. Oddly, I was the weirdest 12-year-old in the world. I can still remember staying up uh, my fifth grade year um, late into the night watching the results for uh, Bill Clinton versus George H.W. Bush. Uh, I I cried that morning. (laughs) I remember crying. Um, I I remember writing, 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 I remember writing letters to Rush Limbaugh when I was a, when I was a kid, twelve. Still remember the letter I wrote it down at my dad's office. Uh, the point is this: in, in all the time that I've been that I've observed politics, I've never I've never seen one like him. Uh, and he's already talking about picking a mixed cabinet. No one's done that since Lincoln. If if Trump and him did join up, uh, no one's seen anything like that again. We've not. We've not seen that since Abraham Lincoln, who who had a an evenly divided. He picked his opponents uh, to to be a part of his cabinet. Um, unheard of, but he said he wanted unity, and that's. I mean, can you imagine that if someone came forward, someone that said, "Hey, I'm going to reach across the aisle. I want unity," and then when it came time, they actually didn't. You know, they they put up like they they actually did it. Yeah. So I'll jump through uh, through some of what we have. Um, so, Greg said, this is back whenever you were talking about Taiwan stuff, he said, uh, Warren Buffett just dumped all of his Taiwan ta- uh, Taiwan stock. Very telling. Pull, pull that up. Give me an article for that, William. Hey, here's a question for you guys. I don't want to waste my time or yours, but would you guys like it if I included the articles, the links for the articles down in the comments for you? If you'd like that as we're talking, I can go ahead and throw some of these articles down in the comments. Tell me when you got that. Pull it while I guess I'll see it up on the screen here. One of these articles that that some of you guys might find interesting 
um, is an article from the Times of Israel. And in this article from the Times of Israel, this article uh, is talking about the court reform happening in Israel right now. And within this article, it mentions the Noahide laws. Uh, I am, it says here in the article, I'm not saying that they are unimportant and that they should not exist, but perhaps it is unwise to place them in the same category as natural rights, such as the right to life, the right to self-defense, or property rights. There is a reason why the seven Noahide laws and the Ten Commandments sit above the 613 Mitzvah. If you ever, if anybody, most of you probably know this, but if you're ever looking at an article and you want to find something within the article, you can hit Control F or Command F if you use an Apple product to give you a search bar and you can type in the word you're looking for and you can find it within the article. You got that? Yep. Um, scroll a little bit. Warren Buffett dumps Berkshire Hathaway's entire stake in TSMC after worrying about geopolitical risks. Yeah. And uh, if you don't know who Warren Buffett is, Warren, of course, uh, it makes you want to pay to read the article. Yeah, whatever. they got to make a dollar somehow. That's that's all right. We I just I always like to I always like to get um, like to get that stuff up on the screen so folks can see because a lot of the stuff people you you mention so many things. Uh, I think a lot of times we um, people want to comfort themselves by saying, "Nah, there's no way." Like, how, how do I even know? I'm going to show you. Come with the receipts so that you don't have to take our word for it. Amen. 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 Project Bluebeam. Yeah, that, that's a, that's an interesting discussion. Anybody seen the Spider-Man movie uh, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in it? If you wonder what Project Bluebeam is, you can, you can watch that movie to give you a great idea of what Project Bluebeam is. Project Bluebeam is, is whether or not it's going to happen was a very real government project. Some of these government projects are unbelievable. Uh, Operation Fishbowl, Operation High Jump. Um, very, very, very interesting uh, research reading that you can do there. Greg has a question. Yeah, about, you're talking about the one about Luke? Yeah, yeah. Do Luke. you feel like Luke 8.17 is happening? Luke 8.17. Luke 8.17 says, let's start in 16. No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand. For those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will be known and come to light. That's verse 17. For nothing is secret that will not be oh yeah i do i absolutely believe that's happening right now greg do you know what uh do you know what apocalypse means you know what apocalypse means well can you get a can you get a, a let's let's get a good definition of apocalypse and put and put on the screen it's got a it's got a couple of different meanings but there's one that uh is very relevant in this case apocalypse up uh, uh, Read that. Read that definition there, Will. Uh, apocalypse. There you go. Go ahead. Read it out. <clears throat> the complete final destruction of the world, as described in the biblical book of Revelation. That's one. Go ahead. And There's two, another. an event involving destruction or damage on an awesome or catastrophic scale. That's two. One more. There's one more. 
right here. Read this down here. Origin, Old English. Read, read that whole thing. Old English. I can't see it through the lamp. Apocalypse <laughs> via Old French and um, and Ecclesiastical Latin. Sorry, my brain got froze for a second. From the Greek. Apocalypsis from Apocalyptin means uncover or reveal. So the 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 deeper meaning to apocalypse is to uncover or reveal. Revelation, of course, means what? Revelation. <laughs> it means it means the revealing. It means things are going to be revealed. Of course, in the greatest sense, it means the revelation, the full revelation, the complete understanding of Jesus Christ. In other words, when Jesus Christ came here the first time, he came as a lamb. Uh, when he comes back again, we're getting the revealing of what, of who and what Jesus is. He's coming back as a lion. We're going to see him as he is. He's going to crack the eastern sky. He's going to come back where every eye will see him. Every tongue will confess that he is the Lord. Every knee will bow. And Jesus Christ coming back as the, the lion of Judah that he is. Right now, I absolutely believe. And of course, let me read that verse one more time. Verse 17 says, For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. I think that's exactly what's happening right now. I think that, that things that have been hidden for for us, some of these, some things that's been hidden throughout our life, some of these things have been hidden for the past couple of hundred years, some of these things have been hidden for 500 years, some of these things have been hidden uh, since uh, since we all got together and started having conversation. And I believe that right now, all of it is indeed being being revealed. Uh, it's, you know, uh, the things that are going on um, with children, uh, being trafficking, human slavery, um, so on and so forth. That stuff's been going on for a long time. Very, very powerful people uh, within the upper echelons of government. Very, very, very powerful people within the entertainment industry. I mean, all you got to do is look at the people from their own mouth. Chrissy Teigen, you can look at her Twitter account, look at all the tweets that she deleted about stuff that she wanted to do to, to children. Uh, um, go on and on. I, I guarantee you, uh, if I go on and on enough, I I will I'll make everybody mad because it's there's somebody from everybody's list of famous people that we love that are out here doing and saying these crazy things. All of it is it's is being revealed. And these things with the UAPs, the UFOs. People have been talking about this all of our life. People have been laughing about it, making fun of people, and just like as as quiet as can be, the biggest announcement in all in human history is made, and nobody even hardly blinks. You know, we're we're out here, you know talking you know last year when all this stuff was was getting big all anybody could talk about was the fact that will smith slapped chris rock and it's like oh did you hear this week we found out um that we're not alone in the universe and one movie star slapped another one because he said a bad joke about his wife and that's the thing that got the most attention so yeah the revealing is happening it's just uh, a lot of people will it'll all be revealed and they will never they'll never even pay attention to it greg I think you. I, I bet you agree. Kennedy he might says, be a uh, wolf in sheep's clothing. I agree with that. He said even the Satanists are coming out and not even hiding anymore. Yeah, they're coming. They're 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 not. I, I was talking about. Uh, I had an incident. I had a. I had. I had a very. Um, striking incident happened today. Where someone, I had a conversation with someone, someone that I've been, we've been very nice to. We've tried to help. When I say we, I mean the fellowship here at Christ Community. And this guy told me today, 
uh, when I asked him why he was why he'd done some of the things he'd done, and I just asked him, you know, hey, what is this? What's going on? This guy told me that he serves Lucifer, and I know uh, many would think ah, that's no way, that's crazy. There were multiple people here from here at church watching on, observing this conversation. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens, um, this past just this past week, released a documentary and came out. There's a new kind of coming out. Well, right now it's coming out as a witch. That's 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 the big thing right now, and it's about to be the the next big thing. Super cool. It's coming after your teenage daughters. Um, they're gonna they're gonna come after, uh, you know, and they're already doing it right now. But she came out as a witch. Lana Del Rey has come out as a witch. I talk about want to make some people upset. Um, Taylor Swift, she's a witch. She's going to come out as a witch. But before you know it, if you uh, pay attention to her shows, um, I believe it's the second song in her set, Willow. The whole thing is set up like a séance. All of it is all of it is is easily recognizable as as classic witchcraft. Not not play pretend. Not I don't think there is such a thing. But uh, it's real witchcraft. That's what she's doing. And then you can start to see the, 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 long, the, the long tactics of the enemy. You take and you make people believe that something's just for fun and just for play. And then one day, it's, you, you realize like, oh, it's like that game Mousetrap when you were a kid. He's been building the trap around you the whole time. And you're just like, I wonder what, what's getting built over here. This is neat. Until it drops in on you. Uh, they recreated that show. Um, Ah oh, man, what was what was that what was that show when we were kids growing up uh, about the teenage witch? Sabrina. Sabrina. They Sabrina re- the teenage witch. Yeah, Sabrina the teenage witch. So they've recreated that show, but now it's it, but now what they've done is they've made it darker. That's what they're doing with all these witch shows. It's like they're geared, they turned up the notch just a little bit, and now they're showing Satan right in it, like right in the show. Mm-hmm. And the creator of the show on his Instagram said, hey, I want to thank all the great people that are involved in this show and made it possible. First of all, hell Satan. So he posts this, and then Netflix saw where he had tagged them in it because it's a Netflix show. So Netflix may, uh, creates a graphic, real colorful, looks so much like one that I would do for here at church, you know, that was maybe, you know, saying like, praise the Lord. You know, real happy looking and everything. You can pull it up if you want. And it says, praise Satan. And they posted that to their Instagram account. People flipped out. They deleted it. Right? Uh, On the Disney Channel, right now, you've got a show called Pauline coming out. 18-year-old girl, you know, they had to make her 18. We're not ready for being a a high school student yet, but you mark my words, it's coming. 18-year-old girl named Pauline goes out, one-night stand, hooks up with this guy, gets pregnant, has a baby, come to find out, uh, the guy that she had sex with, his name, Satan. So now she's carrying Antichrist. And the point of the whole show is to show Satan's not a uh, bad guy. He is a pretty fun guy. On uh, Netflix, already had shows, these kind of shows. You know, even I, as I looked at them, I was like, well, you know, that's actually that's a Marvel comic book, probably not what, you know. But the show Lucifer, if you watch that show, um, it's, it is... Uh, it's not a bunch of goofy stuff that's made up. It's painting it um, the, the way that Satanists would love for it to be painted. Happy Solstice. Yeah, that's some nice witchcraft stuff right there. See, that's real witchcraft, man. This isn't this is not pretend. This yeah, is why the right there right there in the, the post, 
the first thing, praise Satan. Yeah. Right there. And see, look, I've had people, I've had people leave the church when I talk about, hey, you know, you don't want to dress your kids up like witches and goblins for Halloween. Just ha- zoom in so they can see it. There you go. Now yeah. y'all can see it on <laughs> Well, this one says praise Santa. But he but he's got another one. No, That's no, just... it says right there, praise Satan. I mean praise Santa. Oh, okay. Yeah, now see, and look look how those two things are interchangeable. Now here's what's crazy. It's everywhere, and it's just getting more and more. The Santa Claus movie with Tim Allen this last year that released on Netflix, whenever he walks, whenever Santa Claus gets home and the kids are waiting for him and they're holding signs, they're all holding a card that's got a letter. It doesn't say uh, welcome. It it doesn't say welcome Santa. It says welcome, or no, it doesn't say we love Santa. It says we love Satan. And then the wife is like, oh, you guys are messed up. And then they switch around. Yeah. This stuff is happening everywhere. It's not on accident. And when and as I said, you know, I I'm, as a preacher, I've got a job to do, and so I preach the truth that I believe that God puts on my heart. And every once in a while, it, it, it you know it costs in the way of uh, you know I'm a person like anybody else, but it costs in the way of you know personal relationships. People get mad at me um, for for what uh, what I'm teaching that's out of here. But in the Word of God, it tells us it says, "Hey, listen, avoid even the appearance of evil." In other words, like, you know, appearance, what's that mean? Like, that, that would say this, like, don't dress up like like evil stuff. Don't play with evil stuff. Avoid even the stuff that, like, if you would be like, that's not really evil. They're just meaning this. They're playing games like God would say. The Bible says, stay away from that. Yeah, there you go. Praise praise Satan. That that was actually from two years ago when this when this happened. How in the, I, how in the world, uh, I don't know, missed that one. Of course, you got Little Nas X, um, who, when you know, one summary re- releases um, "Old Town Road," which everybody in America was, uh, uh, you know, when I was going down the road with my family, it's not like I was changing the channel. You know, everyone's like, "Hey, it's a you know, fun-sounding song." Um, then one year later, he's doing a lap dance on Satan. He's not hiding, and it's going to get more and more and more because he wants your worship he wants your worship and we're getting to a place where saying bad things about satanists is going to be considered hate speech but you can say any and all things you want to say about a christian have you noticed that will you can't talk about muslims i'll guarantee you they're going to defend satanists but you can say anything you want about a christian anything oh yeah persecution if you don't understand that persecution is real if you don't understand that persecution is already here, you, you you need to re-examine. Greg says uh, Disney's also coming out with, I don't know what that is, Patey, P-A-T-E-Y, about a girl that inherits her dad's cult. Huh. I feel like maybe I've heard of that. I, yeah, I, I, think, we, I think we've talked about it. I hear about it so briefly. much recently, it's, it's, it's got hard to... It's I think Greg to, brought it up. Last week, I think we talked about it briefly. They seem to follow Marina Abramovich. 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 Yeah. Most people have no idea who she is. Uh, pull, search, uh, search her name, and then just put in the search uh, with um, Hollywood elites or famous people or something along that lines. And what you're going to do, you'll pull up uh, a series of images. Um, Lady Gaga called. Uh, 
calls her her mom all the time. I don't I don't think that's her actual mom, but she's definitely some kind of a spiritual mom to her. She's responsible for these gatherings um, that are centered around what's called spirit cooking. Uh, the central focus of these events, oftentimes it's a very, very life-size cake or a very, very life-like human cake. So that's a cake made to look like a human. Um, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of odd, um, a lot of odd going on around all of that. Yeah, I found that picture. I don't think I'm going to put that up. Yeah, you that's probably little... don't. Yeah, family-friendly show. You probably not, don't want to put that up. But the, not family but, but, uh, No, I'm saying this is a family-friendly show. That's not family-friendly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but here's here's why it's important. If you pull her up with a bunch of famous people, what what it helps people to understand is, you know, she's everybody. Um, so many. Jay-Z um, is around her all the time. She's a Satanist. But a lot of, yeah, a lot of these folks um, around her. Yeah, there's some interesting articles here. Tell you what, the, you, you brought her up here, here. The most interesting thing that I found about her or that I've seen from her is that Marina Abramich um, has long publicly, um, like most people in Hollywood, said that um, you know, she does not like Donald Trump. That, that's, that would be a, uh, an understatement. And she's said this multiple times. I've I've saved a I've saved a video where she um, she's being interviewed in a like a cab, and someone at, the person asks her about Donald Trump, and in this interview she gets very excited and she says that Donald Trump is amazing because he's um, he's the Grand Wizard, and she said that that he's done something that no one else has ever done. Again, these were her words. She said that he's done something that no one has ever done. That he's the that what he is is the Grand Wizard, or um, she also gave him the name of one of the tarot the tarot cards, the one that brings chaos. And she said that he is simultaneously um, the chief villain and the chief good guy of the planet. No one else has ever done that before. That that exactly half the planet thinks he's our best hope and our hero, and the other half literally thinks of him like he's he's the purest form of evil. Right, she said that that's all been by design, and no one else has been able to do that. And what she pointed out was that in Satanism, the highest initiation uh, for Satanism and warlocks is MAGA, M-A-G-A. And so she said that while her and so many others have had to pretend that they don't like him, that um, he is actually very celebrated. And she claims, again, this is her claim, that he is the highest level of warlock and, and, and most powerful that's alive right now. I know that, that what that sounds like to a great number of people. I don't know this woman. I don't know if the, any of this that she's saying is, is true. Uh, but, Will, you brought her up, and I thought that was interesting when I, when I heard Greg that. Greg brought her up. I was just reading this comment. <laughs> oh. All right, Greg. Uh, it's your fault. I like Greg. Greg's good dude. We went to a uh, we went to go see Jesus Revolution, and uh, I went with one of our home groups here at the church. They invited Jesse and I along. And by the way, I love that movie. Have you seen that movie? Watch what that movie? movie, Jesus Revolution. Have you seen it? No. Watch that movie with Riley. I, I, you wouldn't be surprised. I cried, but it was a wonderful movie. I, very much worth watching. But we went to go see that movie, 
And while we were there, uh, before it started, Greg and Jenny, uh, Jenny, of course, Greg's wife, they were there and we met them at that movie. And then they came to church the next Sunday and they've been here ever since. And they're, they are fantastic folks. We got another question before I move on to another article. I don't, I don't uh, not currently. Um, I am looking. Oh, yeah, I'm. I'm looking, trying to find stuff on, trying to find stuff on warlocks, but it all has to do with Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I'm telling you, if uh, with ease, no problem, you can connect everything like Dungeons and Dragons. Like that's a that's another thing. Like I played Dungeons and Dragons when I was a kid. I played computer games like it, and now what I realize is all of that is based off of like very real occult knowledge. All of that stuff is. And when you get used to Dungeons and Dragons, uh, it's it, it's like a gateway kind of thing. It easily leads to the real thing. If you love that kind of stuff, and then you find out one day like this stuff's not all fake. It's really easy to get involved in it. That's how I got involved in New Age. It's how I got involved in occult. All of that stuff. I was into games like Final Fantasy, role-playing games, uh, different things like that. I'd always read books by like Eric Von Donneken, Chariots of the Gods, and things like this. And uh, when I came across New Age teachings that basically meld the teachings of Christ with uh, these other uh, demonic teachings, I was deceived by it all. And to it's a uh, plan that the enemy has been using long before I was deceived and continues to use it today, and he does that because it's very effective. Uh, Greg asks, where can I send you stuff? Um, we don't have a Biblical Worldview email yet. I don't we, know if you feel comfortable. Right now, if you want to send us stuff, Will, um, you can send it uh, you can send it to me right now. Um, because, and in fact, anybody that's listening, if you have articles like this, things that you'd like for us to take a look at with the show, um, that's a that's a good idea. We'll get a we will send get it through a Facebook Messenger right now. We'll get a dedicated. Email. Let me get my email address too, because I've got my email open right now. It's, it's Brian. That's B R Y A N at Christ Community six one five dot com. So that's B R Y A N at C H R I S T C O M M U N I T Y. 615.com. Yeah, we should probably get an email. <laughs> yeah, we will get an email. We'll get all the we'll get all the stuff. We'll get we'll get you know, practice makes better, right? Alright. This next article we want to take a look at is the Federal Reserve officially launches new FedNow instant payment service. That sounds fantastic, doesn't it? More convenience. Make things faster, a lot easier. The article was released on July the 20th. That's the day that the FedNow launched. What is FedNow? The Federal Reserve launched its FedNow instant payment service on Thursday. That's what FedNow is. It is an instant payment service. So all of our lives, when money is moved from one banking institution to another, it takes anywhere from three to 10 days. The idea here is that we are living with an antiquated system that in a digital age, this should happen in seconds. Um, most of us uh, have no problem with that. I think most of us would like to see our movie get our money get to us faster or um, the other way around. We would like to see our movie or our money reach the intended recipient. 
faster than before. Uh, none of us have a problem with that, but uh, it's what comes along with it I think uh, we should pay attention to. Whether it's providing instant access to paychecks, allowing for last-minute bill payments, or sending government payments out to individuals, the system is expected to improve the flow of money through the U.S. economy. The Federal Reserve built the FedNow service to help make everyday payments over the coming years faster and more convenient. All right, so Mr. and Mrs. Listener, here's what you need to know about the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve controls the United States currency, which of course is the dollar. The dollar is a fiat currency. Fiat means that it is it has no uh, nothing backing it that itself has monetary value. Um, your faith, my faith, is what upholds the U.S. dollar. So the Federal Reserve, uh, they are responsible for printing the U.S. dollar. They are, uh, for the for the most part, they are an autonomous institution, meaning that uh, what they want to do, they do. Um, they are responsible for raising and, in, and lowering the interest rate. Um, that means that um, their decisions directly affect what you and I will, will pay for a house, at least on a monthly basis. Um, they are not, I say they are not a government institution. They are um, independently or privately owned and operated by a group of very, very wealthy individuals um, that being bankers. Um, so that's a, a very oversimplified explanation of what the Federal Reserve is. And of course, the Federal Reserve, um, over time, as more banks choose to use this new tool, they've said the benefits to individuals and businesses will include enabling a person to immediately receive their paycheck or for a company to instantly access funds when an invoice is paid. So this system, it's, it has went live and uh, what can we expect next? Uh, the expectation is that there is coming um, a U.S. digital dollar, otherwise known as the CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. Uh, this Central Bank Digital Currency would replace our existing U.S. dollar. Yes, that means there would no longer be physical currency. All currency would be digital. And again, Many people uh, would gladly make the, the switch or the trade. Most of us are using, I think I'm probably uh, using um, my phone for probably about 75% of my financial transactions. I double click the side of my phone, look at it with my face, hold it up to a scanner and it pays for my stuff. Um, so we are quite used to uh, purchasing um, in that way, receiving payment in that way. And this would be the next, they say, natural step in that evolution that all financial transactions would be this way. And of course, the selling point is that you will uh, be able to do all of this instantaneously. You want to deposit, uh, you want your check deposited, it's done instantly. Um, you need money sent to you from somewhere else, instant. What would be the drawbacks for this, Will? Can you think of any drawbacks for that? Give me one. Uh, let's see. There's one company that controls it all. Yeah, there's, there's, that's, and that's, that's, uh, I think we're finding out that there is a company that quite literally controls it all. That's BlackRock. 
Um, and then if you take and you combine Black Rock with Vanguard and State Street, we we really do start um, start getting to where they own most of everything. Um, so yeah, that that's one thing. You've got one entity controlling controlling your money. Anybody um, anybody that's that's watching listening right now can without uh, before I go on what what do you guys think why, why might you worry about our government being able to control your money in that way Greg says start using cash <laughs> that's what he's telling me Greg I probably use more cash than and I really mean that I use cash um, often I, I keep um, keep some cash always um, on hand um, but if, if but Greg I'm sure you know it's getting harder and harder to use cash everywhere you'll some I had a conversation a while back Jesse you know was like oh no please don't let's go I think it was during our anniversary trip and the person told me I was carrying cash and I left my phone in the car and they didn't take cash no cash no cash accepted and of course oh I know where it was it was uh it was look i just got really excited about that uh we went to um we went to a place called anderson beach um and that's a uh, that would be a state park so it's a state park anderson beach down on percy priest lake and we went up there and so it's jesse and i we're going to go out there and hang out and um i wanted to pay with cash they don't take any cash so this is a thing but this is a government institution that takes no cash. I asked the guy, I said, hey, man, uh, it says right here on my money that this is legal tender for all debts, public and private, and that you have to take this. So what do you say about that? You work for the government. And the guy got so confused. He was like, I don't know. Let me go talk to my boss. And when he came back, they were going to let me in for free. But I'd, I'd found, uh, Jesse had found her debit card, and I, you know, my integrity and everything. That I, it's like, well, actually, I, if, you know, you can let me in for free, but I found... So we ended up paying. The point is, that was a government institution saying, so they print off the dollars. Well, their buddies at the Fed print off the dollars and say, it's illegal to not take this money. The reason, of course, that happened is because when fiat currency was first introduced, it was like monopoly money to people. And literally people were like, I'm not, I'm not taking that funny green money. The ink on our money used to be blue uh, when we had silver certificate notes. Because that silver certificate note, you could take it in and literally trade it in for silver. Take in a dollar, a silver certificate dollar, give it to them, and they would give you back silver at the bank. Until we left, when Nixon took us off, at the gold reserve. Anyways, I'm getting kind of wandering there. But no, I mean, you know, like you said, it's it's legal tender. Like, they're supposed to, like, anybody who is performing business... They don't have to accept credit cards. They can, you know, they don't have to accept specific credit cards, all that stuff. But cash, cash is, is. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're legally supposed to accept cash. Oh, they're absolutely supposed to. It's a law, but that's my point. They already know what they're about to do, and so they're already going going that direction. You're not going to be able, you're just, you're not going to, it's going away. It is going to go away. And Greg's absolutely right. It means control. So these dollars are programmable. Like this, this all, none of this is, none of this is some kind of theory. This is fact, all of it, that you can verify all on your own. These dollars are programmable. What does that mean? That means um, 
when we all end up with a social credit scoring system like we're going to, we talked about that last time, uh, there's going to be certain rules and regulations. So you're going to have to have a certain carbon footprint. And what this means is you can only uh, consume so much beef. Um, and uh, because, of course, one of our biggest problems is, is cow farts. You know, it's destroying the planet. So you're going to have to cut down on beef, Will. And you can only buy so much beef. And if you go to the store and you get ready to buy beef, but you've already got your monthly allotment, then they're just going to tell you, oh, your dollars don't work for beef. You've, you've got to go impossible beef. And so you're going to go and you're going to purchase that. If there's a, let's say there's another pandemic and they tell you, hey, there's a lockdown. Um, you can't go more than 15 minutes from your house. And you decide you want to go see your mom, but you stop for gas 30 minutes away. They know that you're longer, you're further away than you're supposed to. Your digital dollars don't work for gas. If, uh, if you won't do, if you don't do what they want you, they can just turn them off. And this is, this is very real. And now here's, Here's where it starts getting real crazy, Will. Let me see if I've got this article. Oh, the Democrats are coming for your water heater now as well. Oh, yeah, their water heater? That's a new one. I knew they yeah. were coming for your for your, uh, for your gas stove. I didn't know that they were coming. Yeah, they're coming for your water heater. I learned that one today. They said if it gets passed, it won't go into effect until 2029. But still, they're, they're coming for your water heater. Here you go. Here's here's the next step in the central bank digital currency, right? This is from uh, LifeSite News. Oh, I like that. It says, please, this is a Christian site. Please pray for LifeSite News as we go on retreat. In Jesus' name, protect those folks. Bless them. Give them vision. Let them be inside of your will. Amen. This is uh, the article here is Top Economist. Central banks are planning CBDC currency implants under your skin. Okay, I want you to understand you do your own, you do your own uh, research on this, but this top economist is Richard Warner. Warner, uh, depends on how you want to pronounce that, W-E-R-N-E-R. Warner if you're American, Warner if you are German. Uh, this is what he says. He says there are plans to issue CBDCs that look like a small grain of rice to be implanted under your skin. I have researched this man. He is a very, very serious individual. He has quite the resume. You may research him as well. Verification yourself. This is what the site says. A prominent German economist says central banks plan to concretize. That is a new term central bank digital currencies. They're going to do this in the form of microchips implanted under the skin, a technology that would enable absolute government control over personal finances. This man says, I was taught by a central banker that the CBDCs look like a small grain of rice. They want to put them under your skin, said Professor Richard Warner, who devised the now widely used and according to Warner, abused bank practice of quantitative easing in a recent interview with Ivor Cummings. Quantitative easing, that's a, you research that, that's an interesting topic. Central bank digital currencies in, contra in contrast with other forms of digital currency used today require that individuals open bank accounts directly with central banks, such as the Federal Reserve. Do you understand what that means? That means no, like Bank of America, 
Bank of America is is going to become part Bye. of the Federal Reserve, huh? Bye. Bye. Yeah, you you're going to have to you're going to have to go straight through the Federal Reserve. It says you have to think of CBDCs as a control system or a permit system, not a currency. The article continues. Warner, who shared that he has spent time at various central banks, believes such planned implanted CBDCs are a violation of human dignity. I agree. <laughs> adding that central, I don't think the Antichrist is going to care. Adding that central bankers realize this common opinion among the masses as a hurdle. They say that there's a problem of trust because people suspect the governments and central banks are just trying to roll this out in order to monitor and control and restrict transactions. Really? You don't say. <laughs> I think I think that uh, they're right. According to one of the initial phase, CBDCs will be introduced through the phone-based apps as other forms of digital currency are currently used. So, Will, after reading this article, it seems as though what I suspected was right, that they have been warming me up by having me use my Apple Pay to pay for everything. Of course, this they're calls... Worried, they're worried you're going to make a little bit more than $600 selling something oh, yeah. with cash. This, of course, calls <laughs> us uh, back to the they scripture. Aren't gonna get their, they aren't going to get their cut. Uh, well, they've hired plenty of IRS agents now. They've armed them. Um, this is what it says in Revelation chapter 13. Starting in verse 11, then I saw another beast coming out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke like a dragon, and he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. That means that this beast that the Bible is referring to, he's going to have a deadly wound, and it's going to be healed. And says that he performs great signs so that he makes even fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast. Telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast. And now we've got a talking image or statue of the beast. It says it can speak and it causes many as that would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. So if you won't bow down and worship the image of this beast, it says that you'll be killed for it. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. I've always thought that to be uh, very interesting that the language there reads in your hand or in your forehead. Of course, 2,000 years ago, no one's even thinking about implants. It says that no man may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here's the wisdom. Let who has he who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for it is the number of a man, and his number is the most notorious number of all time, 666. So, this, of course, straight from the Bible, uh, informing us that eventually there will be a one-world government, 
and that this one world government would be uh, controlled by one called the beast, that this one world government, that the mechanism for this control will be the economic system that is put in place and enforced, uh, that this economic system will be based on a technology. This technology will be some kind of implant that will go in your hand or in your head. And without it, you will not be able to participate um, at all in commerce or in the economy. And this very much looks like it falls in line um, whether it will be the fulfillment of that prophecy or not. It certainly looks like that if it did come to pass, um, it would fit the guidelines to fulfill that prophetic word we've just read. It says, he pointed out that the bankers have deliberately delayed their agenda since the technology needed for launch was ready since 2015. So this economist is saying that this technology has actually been ready since 2015, but they chose to delay it. The professor believes that the COVID outbreak, which provided a pretext for the imposition of vaccine passports. So he's making a connection here. He's saying, hey, I think that uh, they want to kind of link these things up. He said that this was one important step toward their end goal of implanting CBDCs. Such CBDCs will allow for the denial of access to goods and services according to the government mandate compliance as was enforced around the world while COVID was viral. Likewise, former U.S. Assistant Secretary of Housing, Catherine Austin Fitz, revealed that measures being implemented under the cover of COVID-19 lay the foundation for a new global central banking machine and technocratic regulatory and economic model that permits far greater central control. Will it's all about control. And of course, it's seeming more and more obvious that that was in fact the purpose for uh, the COVID um, outbreak that happened, that this was used um, as a catalyst to gain greater control over the population of the world. And as as I know that you understand, um, uh, as informed by our prior conversations, you understand that when people gain control or greater power, they never give it back up voluntarily. No, not a chance. But I do think it's funny, you know, the U.S. was not funding COVID research, except... Now they really aren't, because Biden just stopped our funding of the Wuhan, uh, the Wuhan, whatever it is, virology. The Wuhan COVID lab. Yeah. <laughs> that there's no way that, COVID that they came. Yeah, that they denied that they were that they yeah. were funding, but yeah. now they actually aren't funding because they just stopped funding it. <laughs> right, because it got too much heat, and and Fau- uh, Fauci. I don't care. Again, I don't care what what side of the political aisle you're on, if we actually had some kind of uh, justice system that was indeed just, uh, Dr. Fauci would be on trial and he would be in prison. uh, None of them should be surprised. Um, No one should call it conspiracy. To understand that that, that it's almost total corruption 
It's just the fulfillment of God's word that says everything is either corrupt or being corrupted. That's why we can't put our hope in any of these politicians. If they're not corrupt now, they're, they're, they're on their way to being corrupted. We're let down time and time and time again. And there is no political Messiah, no Savior coming, save that of Jesus Christ. And he's coming back. And he will be, he will be uh, the Messiah in every sense. I'm political? Absolutely. He's going to be an absolute monarch. Um, and, and he will be the absolute head over government. Um, and it's, uh, again, it's, it's going to be a monarchy. That's the only savior that we have that's coming. Greg's been posting it up in here. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I love he that said, guy, man. BlackRock and Vanguard own each other. Yeah, Interesting. Black, that, that's not all. Look up State Street, Greg. BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. State Street's another one. Linked right in there with them. Yeah, and they they all own one another. We've seen this before. It's the same thing that happened with Rockefeller with Standard Oil. They broke up the Standard Oil monopoly owned by Rockefeller, and all he did was went and start a bunch of other gas companies, and he just owned them all. No problem, right? They did they, uh, Microsoft, same thing. And we're just seeing it over and, and over and over again. Said so COVID was a test run. Yeah, I think so. I think that they. I think what they did was got was gathered probably the largest data set that's ever been that's that's ever been gathered in the history of humanity. Um, if if I was them, and I'm sure they're a lot a lot smarter and have better plans than I have. If I was them, I would have used that to gather data about every pocket of resistance, every every place where where original thought was happening, I would have found out who who moved where, um, who did what, how much how much people bought, uh, who went and hoarded stuff, who didn't. I mean, everything, everything you can think of. And if you feed all that data into into some of these AI systems now, the ones we have are mind blowing. What 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 is there that that we haven't been able to touch yet or see? And if you feed all that data into those systems. The predictive models that that would spit back out is, is mind-blowing. They're to a place now, Will, where their AI models know better what you're going to do when you leave here tonight and go home than what you do. That thing will better predict if you're going to stop at Kroger on the way home than you will. Because it's somehow, by looking at everything that it can look at from the time that you and Riley have married, it knows down down to the precise number what the possibility is that your wife's going to get a hold of you tonight and be like, hey, bring home eggs or milk or whatever else. I mean, my phone, my phone already knows. I mean, you know, I get in the car on Tuesday afternoons from work and my phone pulls up, uh, automatically gives me a little notification. The estimated time it takes to get to Christ community church. <laughs> you want to know what I, what it knows I my schedule. It's, I mean, you know, yeah, it knows where I'm going right after work on Tuesdays. It knows, it tells me how long it's going to get there. It'll give me directions, you know. Here's what I wonder. And that's that's just phone. That's not even AI. Mm-hmm. Here's, what I, here's what I've been curious about for a long time. So a little over a year ago before my oldest daughter, Olivia, was married, her car which was an older Acura MDX, her car, uh, through the timing belt. So it was at a mechanic, 
about 10 minutes up the road. And stayed there for about two weeks. And then they, I had a, a, a wrecker take that car from Laverne, deliver it here, and they placed it behind the church, parked it out back. That day, Olivia got a notification on her iPhone that said, your car is parked, and it gave her this address. Every one of us were blown away. Still to this day, I, I can't understand how, 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 what, what am I missing there? There was that car is a it was a two thousand uh, was a two thousand and four MDX. There's no no kind of there's nothing that should have connected those two things together, but somehow Did her it have phone. Have a Bluetooth radio in it? I don't. I mean, maybe it'll it, it'll link to Bluetooth devices. May, and give uh, you- it. Maybe it did, possibly did, but, but think about that. Like, we're not aware of that kind of thing. That somehow, just because, she, if if that's the case, and that makes sense, like that, that's yeah, probably my, that's, my phone does that with my car. Whenever I get out, it disconnects from the car. Think and about it says, that. Hey, that your car is parked. That stuff's keeping up with stuff so much yeah. that it knows when her car. She's never communicated to her phone, "Hey, this is my car," any of that stuff. But that phone knows, "Hey, your car's back over here." She didn't even know her car was back over there. That phone understood was better informed than she that that kind of stuff is mind-blowing to me ai right now they figured out ai ai is able to use wi-fi's to completely image its environment so an ai can look at the can look at the wi-fi net that's being cast over this place right now and see you and i in striking detail not only that and like i'll send you this after after we're done here tonight but not only that, but they are now able to monitor and, and read back to you your dreams. These things know what you're dreaming, everything. Like the, the, when you hear uh, Noah Harvardi talk about the fact that they have hacked our brains, and then you do this reading and you understand, like, I'm not someone that is easily bothered because I have read so much and I am comforted by the words of the Bible, but that that knowledge has been uh uh slightly bothersome even even to me it's 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 almost it's it's almost hard to 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 wrap your mind around you know when i'm reading these things i had to read that article two or three times and i went and watched a ted talk about it and still had a hard time like no no way but it's real it is real all those people that heard me say, like, hey, man, I hate technology. I wish I could push a button and make it all go away. And people are like, ah, you're one of those. I'm like, ah, you don't know what's coming. Um, Do you want I'd me to like sing to it, Greg? one opportunity to say I was right. Do, I... Do you want me to sing it, Greg? Sing I'll, what? I'll sing it for you. What are we going to sing? the last comment. What? Oh, gosh, says, Greg, don't get him singing. What are we going to sing? I always feel like somebody's watching Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can sing that, dude. I love that. <laughs> Hey, there's another song we can add to the intro, to the intro playlist for the. Uh, <laughs> so far today, we got Buffalo Springfield. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, that's a good song. It's fitting. And then what was the other one? Oh, Bad Moon Rising. Yeah. A little CCR. I, I'll guarantee you, my guy Greg knows about both of those. All right. Last article. If I can get back to the top of it, this is from the Jerusalem Connection. Pope Francis. Pope Francis. Watch out for Pope Francis. Pope Francis says all major religions 
our path to the same God. What does that mean? That means Pope Francis is a heretic. That means Pope Francis is not a Christian. That means Pope Francis is denying Jesus Christ. The Word of God says that if you deny Jesus Christ in front of men, that he will deny you in front of the Father and the angels. Pray for Pope Francis. Pray that Pope Francis repent. Uh, pray that people will not be influenced by Pope Francis. A new video has just been released in which Pope Francis very clearly expresses his belief that all of the major religions are on different paths to the same God. He says that while people from various global faiths may be, quote, seeking God or meeting God in different ways, it is important to keep in mind that we are all children of God, end quote. This is the most recent example that shows the Pope has completely abandoned any notion that a relationship with God is available only through Jesus Christ. And of course, we as Christians understand that there is only one name under heaven by which men can be saved. That is the name of Jesus Christ. As he has done throughout his papacy, he continues to lay the groundwork for the coming one world religion. And yet hardly anyone seems upset by this. This article goes on for some time, but what you need to understand is this, is that Pope Francis, for uh, um, for the duration of his papacy, he has uh, hosted interfaith gatherings, prayer meetings. He has endorsed the religious center in the Middle East, housing a synagogue, a church, and a mosque all on the same premise. Um, Pope Francis is a heretic, and it's quite possible um, he could either be in lockstep agreement with the false prophet, or perhaps he will be the false prophet. Time will tell, but uh, he continues to speak one heresy after another. And what most people don't realize is that while there are many people who are Catholic that are our brothers and sisters because they honestly, quite honestly, they're not good Catholics. They don't believe... Uh, they don't believe the things that, that a quote-unquote good Catholic should believe. But Catholicism is not the same as Christianity. Uh, Catholicism is Catholicism. Christianity is Christianity. There are many things um, that those who are true Catholics that they adhere to um, that are just not true. Um, and perhaps we will talk about those things on a future date in a future episode. But at this moment, um, looks like we are ending or nearing the end of our time together this evening. Greg says, explain heretic. Greg, I assume, um, I assume you're asking me for a uh, good definition of, of heretic. A heretic, um, the, the definition of heretic um, in the classic sense, is a person believing or practicing religious heresy. So that doesn't really help, does it, unless you know what heresy is. And heresy, of course, is a belief or opinion contrary to true and orthodox religious doctrine. This especially in the Christian sense. In other words, if someone was to say uh, that Jesus is one way to the Father, um, but not the only way, um, we know for sure that that is heresy. For the Word of God says that God gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus Christ Himself said that He is the only way, the truth, and the life, that nobody come to the Father but through Him. 
him being Jesus, of course, the one who knew no sin became sin, we, we might be called the righteousness of God. So when one says that Jesus is a way but not the way, we understand that that is a direct contradiction to what we find written within the Word of God. So this is a heresy. So I mean, to Exodus, speak, Exodus chapter 20, verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. Amen. <laughs> Amen. There you go. I mean, it's written right there. So that, uh, that I think, is uh, probably the, the very most simple definition of, of heretic. Again, you need to know the definition of heresy, which is to uh, espouse false belief uh, within our faith. And then a heretic is one that is speaking these things. And they're everywhere. They are all over the place. Um, I think there's a lot of modern day heretics. I, I'm very cautious to throw out names, but one that I feel completely clean about throwing about is uh, Kenneth Copeland. Man is a is a heretic, and um, I believe preaches and, and teaches doctrines of demons. Uh, claims that uh, that we're all little gods in ourselves. I've watched this man do some things that are just. Uh, just mind blowing, but but he is a heretic, and I will I will uh, be glad to have a conversation with anybody that feels different. And I understand that some people will feel different. That might even hurt someone's feelings, but I think that it's important we talk about things like that. Um, and again, I'm very cautious to to ever say a name, but but that man um, is uh, is wicked, and, and I'm willing to have a conversation with anybody um, that feels otherwise and and wants to have a good civil conversation. All right, family of God, I'm going to love you guys really much. Appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Hey, look, do me a favor, um, especially if you guys joining in each week. Tonight, uh, we got started about an hour late. As I said, I've been preparing for vacation Bible school this week. That's not an excuse, just a reason. Uh, but next week, we will, uh, we will get started at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Guys, think of some questions throughout this week. If you... Uh, if you're listening to a podcast, if you are reading the news and you think to yourself, I wonder if the Bible has to say about that, uh, make note of that. Um, take a screenshot, put it in your notes, um, and, and uh, bring that question next week. The more questions we have, the better this segment uh, will be. Um, as you're reading your Bible, the same thing. Again, and as always, we very much appreciate you guys spending your time with us. We hope that you feel like that it has been useful, uh, that you've not wasted your time here. We hope that you will look for us on Spotify, Rumble, and YouTube. And you can find us just by using keyword Biblical Worldview and HMCO. And HMCO, of course, stands for Horton Media Company. And I'm very appreciative to our producer, Will Horton. If you have video uh, needs, Perhaps you are looking to do a commercial for your local business um, or you just want any kind of project filmed. Uh, Will is a fantastic option. And so, um, again, we very much appreciate you spending your time with us. We love you guys. We look forward to seeing you next week. And until then, God bless and good night. Good night, everybody. Good night.